Fast, efficient and affordable business grade hosting solutions, domain registration, SSL certificates and more. We also monitor and provide website security and update services, website builds, email hosting amongst other sensational products. If you have a question about your web page or your presence on the internet in general, no job is too big or too small. Visit our website today or better yet, contact us at blueoceanwebhosting.com.au and leave your website issues to us. Big ones, little ones, fiddly ones, powerful ones. The ones for the car or the truck, caravan, boat, mobility scooter, solar system. In fact, for any kind of battery, go straight to Battery Central Ipswich. They'll even help you when you know what you need to power but have no idea what'll do the job. Battery Central Ipswich, 280 Brisbane Street, West Ipswich, in the Yellow Building. Expert advice, better batteries, best prices every day. That's Battery Central Ipswich. Welcome to episode 766 of the Aussie Tech Heads. I'm Jason Oakley and this is Will Tompkinson. Hey, Will. Are you spreading rumours about me again? Yes. Yeah, that'd be right. Are they true? I don't care. Um, only the good ones. Only <laughs> the good ones. Yeah. <laughs> I've, got, I've, got a new, whoop, I've got a new toy. Can't see too much um, glare. Oh, great. you got something. you got a black and white TV. Yeah. <laughs> Kindle Paperwhite. Apparently they're actually pretty good. I haven't ever used one, but my sister's got one. She loves it. Yeah, uh, I got one, uh, just the normal Kindle, years ago for mum because she had these books she's trying to read up close and they're too heavy and they fall down and stuff like that. And I was like, why don't I get your Kindle for your birthday or something? We'll put a hundred books on there. And you can make the font as big as you want and change pages and stuff. Oh, yeah, I'll give that a go. She loved it. She used that one for, like, two or three years until it died and then got another one. And then used that for ages until it died and then got another one. And she just loves it. This one I, I found has got um, Audible built into it. So if I got a, I got a um, book that's available through Audible, I, I've paired up the kindle to my um google home and it can play through the google nest mini yep. and read out the book to you i'm like oh i didn't even think it had that on these yeah audible itself can do that too just see this audible app can do that can, yeah um but i didn't know this like could... about those papers because that's the e-ink screen isn't it yeah so it only uses battery when it updates the screen that's right yeah so it lasts forever yeah and it uses um, USB-C, which my phone does, so if I read it and it's running out, I go to sleep, because I'm, I'm doing this to try and wind down before I go to sleep at night, so I'll read a mm. book for half an hour, 
And as you saw, Ready Player 2 is the one I'm currently checking out. And um, in the morning, I take my phone off the charger. I could just whack this on there and let it charge up through the morning, and then it's ready to go at night again. It wouldn't take... They do have a fairly large battery, I think, because, like, there's nothing else to put in there. There's a small Wi-Fi chip and a... Yeah. And a Bluetooth chip. And but I, it's... it's it feels lighter than my phone, and it's less yeah. awkward to hold as well. Yeah, there's, not, there's not much happening in there. There probably is a fair decent battery in there. Yeah, because I'm, I'm looking at my phone at night with Twitter and Facebook, and then my hand starts cramping up, so I switch over to this one till it does, and then switch back. I'm like, I need something else, and also it's but just so much easier to read. Is that backlit, or does it need a light on? No, it's got its own light built into it. That is backlit. Yeah, it's got a, it's got front lit too. Oh, okay. Because I think the the original black ink one they did um, didn't. That was the biggest complaint with it was to read over night. It had to have a light on. Yeah, where well, you could get a little clip on light Mm-mm. with a battery on it, but it um, so well with the uh, Game Boys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they also got a new one that I saw called the um, Kindle Oasis. Yeah. Sorry, just dropped bump my mic. <laughs> the Kindle Oasis, which you can read in the bath or the swimming pool, and it doesn't matter if it lands in the water because it's 100% waterproof, down to like two, two, three metres or something for half an hour. Just uh, still touchscreen? Yeah. 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 That's, I mean, if you're making a sealed device, it's not, I mean... The oh, the, um, sorry, the Oasis does have a, a forward and back button if you want to use oh, those. Yeah. Oh, so... Most phones, the reason they're not waterproof is because they've got a charger port, they've got a headphone port, they've got yeah. speaker port, they've got, you know, all these things that, re- you know, the earpiece, the microphone. So yeah. they can make them sort of water resistant, but you can't really make them waterproof. But if you've got something like that, then. And it also does you know, um, it. key charging, so you can do wireless charging. Yeah. So you wouldn't even need to plug it in for anything. And it does yeah, auto screen rotate and stuff. Well, I do that so they can keep it sealed, see, because yeah. you don't need to have it's, a cable plugged in. Yeah, great idea. And then um, you can set it so that as as the sun goes down, it slowly changes to a sepia colour, so it's not so yeah. bright on your eyes. And I read that in bed with the light off last night, no problems for half an hour. So, yeah, it's a really good way to relax and finish off your day but uh, i didn't i didn't the um oasis is like four hundred dollars yeah i mean and <laughs> reading in the pool on a regular basis it's not really worth <laughs> yeah. it or in the bath i haven't got a bath i just got the shower and i'm not going to read in there <laughs> and um a big suction cap on the back and <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um i got the um paper white which is They've had, they have the paperweight, the paperweight signature, which does a couple more funky <coughs> things, and the original and the Oasis. So I didn't want to get the plain original one. It looks too bulky and plasticky and cheap, but this one's 8 gigs, which hold a ton of books. And, um, yeah, it works really well, so I'm very happy with that. There was one I was looking at. I can't remember what it was. Um, it I was looking at getting it for Son because she likes reading, but it also had a um, pen. Oh, yeah. Like it had, like, basically paint programs as well, so you could colour and draw and stuff. Oh, it's like Kobo or something. <sighs> this one, when I um, installed it, I uh, ran the software update and it said 
Um, these always had an experimental browser in it. Okay. But this one actually says, uh, now enabled with this update, web browser. So you nice. can look at websites and stuff on there as well. Yeah, I haven't tried it. They look great at, you know, black and white at, you know, whatever yeah. low resolution that screen is. Yeah. <laughs> They're all right to check emails or something, I guess, but you wouldn't want to click on something that's got... It probably, well, it probably doesn't even have a, a function to even play. No. Audio or video through a website anyway. No, the screen wouldn't refresh fast enough. But I did see there was a news story I saw online while I was looking around and they've there's an e-ink display that's just been released that is fast enough to refresh to play video. Yeah, I think it's uh, 25 frames a second or something. Probably, yep. It's not huge, but I mean, that's enough, you know. Yeah. Watching basic it, stuff. I mean, this is the thing I don't understand. Like, you've got your phone and you're like... You have an option to watch a YouTube video in 4K. Yeah. So why? Uh, you, you can watch it in 360. You know, you, <laughs> yeah, wait, you, you can tell it's in 240. Yeah. You can kind of tell it's in 360. By the time it hits 480, you can't tell it's in 480. Like, what do you need 4K for? <laughs> the density of the pixels, man, it's so crisp. I like, I don't care. Most yeah. of the movies that I watch, I've got a 1080p TV there. Most of the stuff I watch is 720p. Just about everything we watch, a lot of the stuff we watch is on 480. Just, just because, um, because the actual quality of the video is no different, and just oversampling it and making it fuzzy. Yeah, you know, and but yeah, 720 is absolutely. You know, I have got a 60 inch TV, and I honestly can't tell the difference between 720 and 720 and 10, 720. <laughs> 720 and 1080. See, that's the difference. I've, um, I've only got a 50 inch. <laughs> Oh, you got a little one. You got. Big I had one. a. We had a fifty. Had a, I've still got it. Fifty-four, I think. Inch the last, um, the last plasma that Samsung. Oh, all right. And I still got it. But man, you left your plasmas. It gets. Uh, it gets so hot. It's, so it's great hot. in winter. <laughs> yeah, they are. They're a heater. I love plasmas because they had a true black. Yep. The problem with an LCD TV or an LED TV. Either case, you don't have a true black. You just turn the pixels off. Yeah. You backlight nothing, and you don't get a true black. You get kind of a grayish black. Yeah, a bit of light bleed. You know, whereas CRT TVs had a true black. Yeah. And plasmas have a true black. Yeah. You know, and if you're really, really, you know, a movie file and you like having a proper home theater, then a lot of the really expensive home theaters still use CRT projectors. Yeah. Because they can project the black, whereas when you're watching an LCD projector, um, you're not getting a projected black. You're just getting an absence of an image. Yeah. yeah. Mm, so yeah, you know, like that's why I liked them. But man, they chew the power because they're, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they use ten times more power than LCD TV, and, and half of that dissipates in heat. Yeah. Oh look, Xiaomi's got an ebook reader. Oh, there you go. Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? Probably reads PDFs and Mobi and EPUBs. All that you need. One hundred and forty bucks. Nice. And it does. Yeah, this one was something like 16 that. Sixteen gig of RAM. Yep. The two hundred and twelve PPIe screen level twenty four. Sixteen gig of RAM. Six. Four core CPU. Well. 
Que Geneva. <laughs> Every time you turn the page, it's so fast. You can store more than 5,000 books. Plus, I it's got an external um, micro SD as well. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, four core CPU, one gig of RAM. Comes with a cloud. Okay, it reads all Office documents. Has a cloud option so you can st- upload and download stuff from the cloud. Does it connect to Dropbox? It sounds like it would. Yeah, <clears throat> Dropbox, Google Drive. Wow, that's nice. Uh, Eighteen hundred milliamp hour battery can be used for several weeks on a single charge. Awesome. Type C interface, hundred and seventy eight grams. The width is less than an A5 piece of paper, apparently. It's funny when you say Type-C for charging. And I, I remember I saw a screenshot of somebody had said, hey, look, Type-C for charging, and put a picture of the cable, and somebody typed the letter C under it and hit enter on their Facebook. <laughs> They're like, I typed C for charging. It's not charging, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, for 100 bucks, I'd nearly buy that. Yeah. It's good it's to portable. good to get some bit of something to relax and rest. I'm no. assuming it has Wi-Fi. It doesn't specifically say it does, but they usually have to. Yeah, it does. Wi-Fi, what Wi-Fi? Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi, and Bluetooth. Yeah. Ah. So twenty-four light level reading light levels. Nice. <laughs> not just, not, you know, not not eight or twelve, but twenty-four. <laughs> Because, you know, you need that many. Yeah. Yeah, 100, 100, well, least shipping, it's 150 bucks. Maybe when I get the um, main bathroom remodeled and put a spa in or something, I'll get the Oasis and then I can sit in the... Wouldn't it be better than having a Kindle Oasis if you're reading Ready Player 2? Because that's based on the Oasis, right? Oasis, yeah. That's, <laughs> every time it's Oasis, that's what I think of. <laughs> Is that bad? <laughs> no, that's how it should be. <laughs> they reference um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy in there and Brainstorm which is one of the movies you were telling me about mm-hmm. and um, what is it level 13 or something yeah the yeah, that's a weird movie have you, have you watched that yet no <coughs> I, st- I watched the first 15 minutes and I was like huh <laughs> yeah, don't worry, I, no, thought, no. I thought I did I thought I was watching the wrong movie because it starts out in black and white and stuff, yep. and, and like a detective's office or something. I'm like, I go, I'm googling. What is this movie? Okay, no, no, that's right. That's how it starts. Yeah, that's how it starts. Yeah, Thirteenth Floor. Thirteenth Floor. Thirteenth Floor. Yeah. yeah. Brainstorm was one of Halliday's favourites, apparently. Have you watched it yet, or it's on you to watch this? Okay, I, I got four it. days off work. It starts interestingly, it's only sort of going. What? <laughs> <laughs> this must have been that era because Thirteen Floor is similar. It's a few a couple of years later, but it's around the same sort of time frame. Yep. It must have just been that era to make really weird existence. It's like tech movies. <laughs> yeah. So now we get stuff you, like the Matrix. Watch those, then I can actually talk to you about them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll know what you're talking about for once. So, yeah, well, that's the thing. I've got four days off now. I'm going to watch um, uh, Baby Driver is on my watch list. That's a good one. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch it since it came out. I just haven't. Um, we're going to try and catch up on Upload. Yep. 
You want to catch up on that? <laughs> season season two, 2 is uploads out. And it's probably nearly finished by now. Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to catch up on that one. Sadly for me, Snowpiercer Season 2 finished, so yep, I'm into on. Better Call Saul at the moment. I'm going to do... When's um, Orville? June, July. Yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah. The last one? That's a, Yeah, I know. Well, not 100% guaranteed, Probably. but most likely the last one. Yep. So that'll be disappointing, but at least we get to that. At least he gets to round it off the way he wants it to. Yeah. Don't so. just keep milking it like Blacklist. Which yeah. the the main character quit. The guy who created yeah. it quit. <laughs> <coughs> that happened with that's what killed off um somebody else saw watching. Was it MacGyver? Yep. I don't know if it was MacGyver, but it was the same time frame. It might have been MacGyver. It was the same time frame. Yep. And uh yeah, that's basically what happened. The uh no librarians. Right. Um yeah, like the the main like this guy was working, started doing this series, and this guy went to this series, and this guy went to this series, and the producer started directing this show, and then they went, "It's time for the next season." They went, "Busy, busy, busy. <laughs> oh, we'll do it next year." And they just sort of fell out. That never just never happened. Like they never the show's technically not cancelled. Yeah, it's just it's, it's just like not. the next Sherlock movie. Like it's technically <laughs> it's, not cancelled. Oh, don't bring that up. <laughs> One day I'll watch them again for something to do and reminisce about. You've got to, every time a new one comes out, you have to watch them because it's been that long you can't remember what's going yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. That's what happened with the Ozark. I'd watched it for a few seasons and then it wasn't, I was waiting for the next one and then apparently the next one went and I started watching the season mm-hmm. four and I'm like, I don't remember any of this shit. So I went back to season three. I'm like, nope. Okay, let's go back to season one and just start writing, watching all the way through again. I've got to do that with Mr. Robot because it's yeah. been that long since I've watched it. I've, <laughs> I've got to go back and start again before I continue on with that one. Even then, you won't know what's going on. No, I still don't understand. <laughs> I, I, I think I have a better idea now than I did, but I still don't think I understand it. Yeah. <laughs> Remy Malik's a lot bigger now. He's great, he's everywhere. I saw him in something. I can't remember what it was. He was in James Bond. He was a villain. Yeah. Yeah, I saw him a few years before uh, he did Mr. Robot in something. I can't remember what it was in. And even back then, I thought he was a fantastic actor. He did a good Freddie Mercury. Yeah, I didn't even watch. Have you watched a side-by-side comparison on YouTube? No. They've got the original concert, and then they've got the movie concert. Pretty much the same. It's basically exactly the same. (laughs) Nice. Um, the new Elton John one, mm-hmm. uh, Rocket Man, I think it's called. Oh, okay. Um, looks really good. I saw a trailer for it the other day. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks really cool. So I have to watch that. And they're going to do a documentary on the life of Jim Henson. That would just be a whole lot of Muppets, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like, Probably going to have a lot of really old stuff when you watch the original Muppet advertisements that they use them in and they're blowing each other up and killing each other and stuff. Yeah. And they're like, let's turn this into a kid's thing and go G-rated. But I mean, even if you watch the original Muppet movie compared to like the last Muppet movie, they're technically exactly the same, but you can really tell the refinements and the... Kind of like when when my daughter started watching um, the Wiggles, and they had yeah. a cut out big red car, and by the end of the Wiggles series, they're driving around in a battery powered plastic car. 
The original, but the original Wiggles are still the best. I don't like the new ones. No, there's too many of them. It's too confusing. And they're leaving, and <laughs> well, and they're coming back, and they're going, and they're changing, uh, and they're shagging, and they're dropping babies. And... <sighs> it's just too much wiggling. That's the problem, right there. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> it took it too literally. <laughs> Other thing I started getting into is trying making a master nude for Smart Cash was the one I picked. That's not, rude, isn't it? It is. Not <laughs> not too cheap, not too expensive, but it's still a couple of hundred bucks at least if you want to. It's a bit of a pain though because there's not a lot of places that sell Smart Cash crypto. So you have to go to your local thing, buy Bitcoin, much more than you actually need. Yeah, because you lose every time you transfer. Then you transfer, sign up to this other place over here that you've never had an account on, convert that into smart cash, then send exactly 100,000 smart cash into your local wallet. Then you need a wallet on your desktop and a wallet on the server. And then go onto your Linux box server and set up the master node there and then connect your wallets together and then they'll both sync like 20, 30 gigs worth of data, which takes quite a long time. And then um, you, can, you have to start the node on your desktop wallet and connects to the server wallet and then it starts syncing with all the other um, smart nodes around and... After, I think it's a week or so of being online because they want to make sure that you're going to hang around and got everything set up correctly and not just going to start up and then shut down. Then they start um, paying you in smart cash. And it's not mining or anything like that, so you don't need mega computer with 20 graphics cards and crap in it. It just um, keeps a copy of the digital ledger blockchain on your computer and then whenever something happens on the network it validates through all of the smart nodes and the idea is unless you own like 51 percent or more of the master nodes which is very unlikely then you can't make any changes that's going to override everything so you can't just go oh, i'll just give myself a trillion smart cash overnight because you'd have to have consensus of over 51% and when it connects to all the other servers and they go, no, that block's wrong, they'll just delete it and then you haven't hacked anything at all. So anyone can join. Just They've got lots of guides. There's a Discord channel. And, yeah, I just thought it'd be something interesting else for me to try since I've got... I started mining again uh, in the last week or so just for something interesting, although I had the ASIC going in the garage for a couple of days and then it when it was sunny and then it went back to raining every day so i switched yeah. that off because it uses so much electricity but um my desktop computer here i put on nb minor and just running that on my um nvidia 3090 and it's doing like 105 mega hashes so that's <coughs> not too bad yeah, it does all right. make a few bucks here and there yeah. <clears throat> Thanks to all our listeners. We appreciate everybody. We appreciate you. <laughs> yes, and um, and uh, yeah, all the people who were donating. As I said, just make sure that you. We're still eager to take your money. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, just Don't like, worry about that. Oh yeah, we definitely still want money. No, 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 no question asked. But um, just uh, if you can hold off just a little longer. 
in uh, another couple of weeks, I think, and we should have the bulk of the stuff sorted, and then we'll have some hopefully good news and, and work it out from there. Yeah. Should we do some actual news then? I don't know, can we? Did we find any? <laughs> Not a lot to talk about <laughs> anyway. Billionaire Elon Musk has offered to buy Twitter for about $41 billion in cash, saying the social media company he is often criticised needs to go private to see effective changes. Musk's offer price of $54.20 per share, which was disclosed in a regulatory finding, filing on Thursday, represents a 38% premium to Twitter's April 1 close, the last trading day before the Tesla CEO's more than 9% stake in the company was made public. The total deal value is calculated based on 763.58 million shares outstanding, and Musk rejected an offer to join Twitter's board earlier this week after disclosing his stake in the company, a move which analysts said signalled his intention to take over the company as a board seat would have limited his stake to just under 15%. Since making my investment, I now realise the company will neither thrive nor serve this societal imperative in its current form. Twitter needs to be transformed as a private company, Musk said in a letter to Twitter chairman Brett Taylor. My offer is the be- in my best and final offer, and if it's not accepted, I'll need to reconsider my position as a shareholder, he added. So, take it or leave it. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, you got to think he's... What the shares, didn't, didn't they basically double overnight when he bought his shares? Something like that, yeah. Well, they went stupid, you know, and they're slowly dropping because Twitter didn't capitalise on it, didn't do anything. No. Um, so the shares are going slightly backwards. So if he, like, sells... Can you imagine... Okay, it might have doubled when he bought 10%. But can you imagine how much the shares will tank if he sells 10%? Yeah. That, like, not just Probably half, what you can hold over him. Yeah. Well, it's not really... I mean, he's stating a fact. He's like, if I can help you or I can not help you, it's your choice. Mm. It doesn't worry me because he's often said he'll just go and start his own version of Twitter. So... <laughs> If they go, no, sorry, not interested, he'll go, yeah, no worries. <laughs> Catch on the flip side, you know. Now you can log on to Musker. <laughs> <laughs> Musky. Have you been on the Musky lately? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I suddenly don't. Hmm. I don't like that. <laughs> That's like, um, I was some, somebody did that. I can't think who it was. One of the Bezos or one of the, the big guys. They started a. I don't. I don't think it was a um, a company per se, but they started a website and it was like, yeah, it was like. They did the same sort of thing with their name. They took their name and they tried to make it, you know, you go Fred, you go Freddy, or yeah. you know, they tried to do the same thing with that, and it was like dot com and like. Did you actually know what your site... Did you read that word aloud <laughs> and understand the connotations associated with that word? Yeah. <laughs> Do you really think people coming to this website are coming here because of your name or because of the name? <laughs> oh, yeah, it was a pretty... I can't remember exactly the name, but it was a pretty... Um, a pretty... Uh, what's the word? Um, double entendre word. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, the, anybody who visits this site isn't coming here on purpose. No. <laughs> Maybe that's what they want. 
Yeah, well, it's a good way to drive traffic, isn't it, I suppose? <laughs> yeah. So, I guess, I mean, Google's proven time and time again that you don't need to spell a word right to have traffic there. No, that's their whole business. <laughs> yeah, they've literally made their entire business out of spelling. The ironic is they've made their entire business about searching for stuff by spelling a wrong word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So. If you Google Google, does it suggest Google? Go- Google. Google. <laughs> well, I don't know. If I, when I do, actually, it's funny. If I Google Google, it just comes up as uh, Google.com as a paid ad, and then it comes up Chrome, I think, is the next one. <laughs> but if I use DuckDuckGo, which is what I primarily use, when I actually type in Google, its first result, uh, its first result is how to avoid using Google, <laughs> and then its second result is Google.com.au. Ah, oh, right. Not just Google.com, which Google comes up as Google.com when you Google it. Like it's yeah. <laughs> so it's interesting how DuckDuckGo um, prioritizes the .com.au. They did a, a joke on the IT crowd and said that if you Google Google, you break the internet. Not far off it. So Jen went into a company meeting and said that. People are like, no, I don't think that's right. She's like, no, no, it's true because the guys in the basement told us so. <laughs> she came, they laughed their heads off. It, I mean, there's some truth to it. It certainly would technically put you into a recursive loop, but... Have you Googled recursive? <laughs> Do you recursively Google? Yeah. It says, did you mean recursive? <laughs> yeah. Then press the I feel I'm feeling button, I feel lucky button and takes you back to the search engine with recursive written. <laughs> uh, would that be deja vu? Those funny guys. Yeah. Um, so I'm just waiting. Speaking of Google, just waiting for Chrome to respond instead of going, Chrome is not responding right now. Would you like to wait or close? Yes. Can I please close the 47 tabs I have open? Because I don't need any of those at the moment. (laughs) Okay. So while we're on the uh, subject of social media, um, this is funny because when I'm using uh, the YouTube app on my phone or wherever I'm using the app, I always get bloody TikTok ads. Oh, yeah. All the time. And they're like, do you know that 76% of Americans who have seen something for sale on TikTok have bought it? I'm like, okay, fine. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently TikTok now, their ad revenue will surpass Twitter and Snapchat combined in 2022. That's mad. April 11, Reuters. Video sharing app TikTok advertisement revenue is likely to triple in 2022 to more than $11 billion, exceeding the combined sales of its rivals Twitter and Snap, according to research firm Insider Intelligence. TikTok, which is owned by Chinese company ByteDance, there's a song about that, I think, <laughs> is one of the world's most popular social media apps with more than 1 billion active users. Now that's safety Tick- dance. Yeah. <laughs> Would have been a much more interesting song if it was <laughs> TikTok's user base has exploded in the past couple of years, and the amount of time users spend on the app is extraordinary, said Deborah Aho Williamson. That's a good Chinese name you got going on there. <laughs> Analyst and insiders into I'm not complaining, I'm just saying. <laughs> Twitter is a Snapchat. Twitter is Snapchat. Crikey. Twitter and Snapchat are expected to generate $5.58 billion and $4.86 billion respectively in advertising revenue for 2022, with the combined value still less than $11 billion projected for TikTok. Wow. 
nearly $6 billion or more than half this year's ad revenue is expected to come from the United States, despite regulatory concerns over data usage from being passed on to China. <laughs> they own all the things. So they're complaining about WeChat. Like, how dare you use WeChat? It's Chinese. And everyone, meanwhile, TikTok's just sitting over here going, yeah, just, just keep it. Just, you, you just look over there. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Move along. I must be one of the only people who don't use TikTok. Hey, I don't use TikTok. I don't use Snapchat. I don't use... Don't use Snapchat. What's that other one? I've only got um, WhatsApp because work people have had WhatsApp. I only used it because... I've used... I think I've used it like twice. I I actually... No, that's not true. I use it now because one of my suppliers um, uses it in China. Yep. Uh, They were using WeChat and then that went funky so they switch to whatsapp yep uh or i can use baidu but baidu is painful yeah uh, baidu is basically chinese facebook yep um but you need to, they've <laughs> they've locked it down in recent times and you need to have a chinese IP. uh email address from a chinese oh, okay. internet provider so when you're talking to a rep through wechat or whatever you're using um they'll set up a Chinese email address for you and then give you that so that then you can use Baidu. <laughs> Isn't that what happened to members of the Australian government? And then they gave away oh, the yeah. account? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, I, I have a Chinese email address. Um, no, I had a... Yeah, I have a Chinese email address now because I've set one up. William but Wonkinson. You can't use it outside of China because the ISPs are landlocked. So as soon as you're outside of China... Even if you are traveling because you're a Chinese citizen who wants to travel around the world, you can't check your Gmail, your Chinese hosted email outside <laughs> of China. So you've got to either use a VPN to check your email or you need to have like a Hotmail account, which you can't set up in China. So you need a VPN while you're in China to set up a VPN or to set up a Hotmail account so you can use it when you're not in China or you need to not be in China to set up your Hotmail account or you need a VPN to your Chinese account. <laughs> Crazy! It's like there is no simple solution to this problem. No. <laughs> so I've got a Japanese email account and a Chinese email account. Yeah. Ah. Uh, I don't know what either of them are or how to pronounce them, but I've got them. <laughs> <laughs> it's William Wonkinson. Um, well, my Japanese one was I needed one because when I imported the van, yep, the auction house would only deal with Japanese ISPs. Yep. For security reasons, apparently. Um, but you showed so, them. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to set up a Japanese... Other than the neat part is at least I can set up a Japanese account. Don't have to be in Japan. So that was good. And, yeah, I got a Chinese one for WeChat and stuff like that. And <laughs> I still hate that. It's oh, a horrible <laughs> program to use. It's so clunky, man. Yeah. And WhatsApp's no better. They're terrible apps. No. I probably should take them off my work phone. Probably, yeah. Uh, Telegram. <laughs> well, Telegram's not too bad. I don't mind Telegram. I don't use it, though. I don't. I uh, I have it because a couple of um, pages I used to follow on Facebook got booted off Facebook and they went to Telegram. Lapsus. Hey? Lapsus. Hacking yeah. group. <laughs> yeah, so I went to Telegram. I, I only use it for a couple of... Well, I don't actually actively use it i just use it to read some stuff 
I only used it for my 3D printer webcam so I could control it while I was not at home and watch what's going on. Oh, I forgot you could do that with it, yeah. Yep. Octoprint's got a... Octoprint, yeah, yeah. Well, so they've changed that now, too. You can do it directly. You can um, control that directly. Ah. Through a... I think it's a... Is it a Samba server or an SMB server or something? Yep. SMB, yeah. Yep, it's um, Samba. Yeah. So I'm just, uh, that's what I've got to set up now. I've got to get all that set up. And Samba number five. <laughs> no one wants to be left behind in the metaverse. Two more big companies tossed their hats, or at least dollars, into the metaverse ring on Monday as North Carolina-based Epic Games announced a $2 billion investment that values it at $31.5 billion. Epic said the new funding will advance the company's vision to build the metaverse and support its continued growth. Under the terms of the agreement, both Sony and Kirkby, the family-owned holding and investment company behind the Lego Group, each invest $1 billion. Just last week, Epic and Lego announced a partnership in developing a family-friendly metaverse for kids. As we reimagine the future of entertainment and play, we need partners who share our vision. We have found this in our partnership with Sony and Kirkby. Tim Sweeney, Epic's game CEO and founder, said in a statement, this investment will accelerate our, net, our work to build the metaverse and create spaces where players can have fun with friends, brands can build creative and immersive experiences, and creators can build a community and thrive. Founded in 1991, Epic is the creator of the Fortnite game. The company has raised more than $7 billion to date. There's uh, uh, speaking of Fortnite. There's some YouTubers I watch, and they're playing. They're, they're being invited on the weekend to play in a no building, first time players only Fortnite competition. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the YouTubers who have never played it before and don't yep. know how to play it, and you're not allowed to build anything. That includes me. I don't know how to play it. I don't know. I've, I've never played it. it the only time I've ever watched people play it, it looks like it's a super intense game. <laughs> like, you just seem to go flat out the entire time you're playing it. Yeah. I'm, I'm not energetic enough for that. My daughter was right into Overwatch for a while, but now everything's Genshin Impact. Yeah, Overwatch isn't too bad. Um, once again, I haven't played it, but I've, I've actually watched a few people play it, and it seems all right. Yeah. But, I don't know, I'm... Although, I was going to say I'm over shoot 'em ups but I'm playing Goat of Duty at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. It's uh, so much fun. It's way more fun than it has a right to be. Yeah. It's just like, it's obviously a rip-off of like Call of Duty sort of thing, but it's like a re- more, more like Arena Wars. Yep. You get spawned in an arena and you run around and get... It re- actually reminds me a lot of Quake oh, in right. the style of the game, um, except you're a goat. <laughs> and you run around, you got like side-mounted munitions. Yeah. But if you want to, you can just press the shift and you can headbutt them and they just like fly off the arena. Like, <laughs> just super headbutt. <laughs> Is this made by the Goat Simulator guys or something? I don't know who makes Goat of Duty, actually. I can look <laughs> it up. Um, it's only a, like a $7 game or something. Yep. Um, Get it on Humber Bundle. No, I actually got it on Steam. Ah. Um, but it's a it really is a lot of fun. It's I don't know why, and I don't, I don't I can't even tell you why it's fun. Just is. I just really enjoy playing it, and it's not 
it's relatively easy to play. I mean, I'm not a very good sort of um, first-person shooter gamer, really. No. Um, but it runs on, you know, on an older i3 2.6. It yep. doesn't need much, you know, until, like, in Graphics Pro 580, um, 4 gig RAM. Like, it's not a real high. All right. It's by 34 Big Things. There you go. Is the name of the company. What are the other 33? <laughs> I don't know. I was about to say. <laughs> but is that a very specific, like, thing that they do? Or? Must be. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 34 Big Things. Ah. I've never heard of them, actually, I have to no, admit. Me neither. But, uh, yeah, it's good fun. Yes. Yeah. One of those random... I type in 34 Big Things and it comes up with the Big Four. <laughs> well, it's not... That doesn't not sound right. like it. <clears throat> 34 Big Things SRI, makers of Readout. Red no red out. Sorry, my bad. Can't read. Can't read red out. <laughs> red out. What have they done? Come on, show me. We're down a rabbit hole now. Deal with it. <laughs> What's new? What have they done? They've done. They've done a really bad website that doesn't work. That's what they've done. They've done Code of Duty. I heard. They've done Red Out, Red Out 2, Red Out Space Assault, Super Inefficient Golf. <laughs> <laughs> because Mars or, Mars or Die, Helium, Parallel, Hyperdrive Massacre, <laughs> Pull Me Up. I want to play Super Inefficient Golf. That just sounds like a great game. <laughs> Super inefficient golf. Why hit a ball with a metal stick when you can stuck, stick mines to your ball? Right. Super inefficient golf improves upon the most in, inefficient game ever conceived by making it even less efficient. Master the art of carefully placing your mines, detonating them with expert timing, and boom. The game is divided into two phases. Set up your golf ball with mines, then blast it into space or better into the hole by detonating them. You have full control on which mines explode and when, which gives you a complete power over your rocket ball trajectory. Features 18 challenging holes, slow-mo and acrobatic aerial stunts, unbelievable views. <laughs> so it's a game of, game of blowing your balls up. Explosions, explosions, and more explosions. It's by Michael Bay, isn't it? Bernard Suits would be super happy with our luscious attire. <laughs> All right, after the show's done, guess what I'm going to go on down <laughs> Pac-Man. <laughs> Got it. Ah. Uh. Already got Pac Man. It's a good game. Yeah. Um, okay, so YouTube lately has been absolutely painful when it comes to anything at all that's even remotely resembles a, a copyrightable song or material. Uh, you were you were right when you just said YouTube has got a problem <laughs> with everything. Yeah, just stop there. <laughs> YouTube is just is a problem. It's a problem child of its own success, really. Um, and lately there's a... a, a I don't, I don't want to get too deep into it politically, but lately there's a, uh, a a lot happening where people are recording police with their own, you know, for their own protection or or during police stops or, or whatever. They're pretty much allowed to. 
Yeah, well, exactly. You're allowed to, but um, some police don't like it because, well, actually most police don't like it because, well, they're police and they don't like being told they're wrong. But there's one copper who was in, um, where was he? Does it say? Santa, Santa Ana in California. A police officer in California admitted to blaring Disney favorites from a squad car PA system every time he would speak to somebody in an attempt to keep citizens' videos and their actions off YouTube. It just so happens, though, but it backfired when they woke up a sleeping city council member who took to the police to task for their annoying and suspicious tactic. (laughs) Using a copyright infringement against those who record police actions hasn't really worked so far because you can sort of edit it out, which may be why the officer decided to really blare Disney tunes as an investigation of car theft. At the moment, the video posted uh, is still up after being posted six days ago, so it's safe to say the officer woke up an entire community for nothing. Um, as Vice points out, this tactic is well known. Um, Hayes playing music, the YouTuber said in Spanish, because he knows that on my YouTube channel I can't upload videos with music on them. For a few moments, the video shows red and blue flashing lights across the street as we hear lyrics that recall the animated friendship of Buzz Lightyear and Woody. When the road looks... Uh, where are we? Um, the best part of the video is when Santa and a city council member, Jonathan Hernandez, shows up and confronted police about the tactic. The cop playing the music admitted to what protesters and others who film police actions have known all along. Hernandez gave the officer an epic dressing down and demanded an apology for the person filming the scene. Um... And basically, yeah, he asked why I was playing the music. He said, well, because it'll copyright infringement for him. And then the councilman says, so you're using our resources that way? <laughs> no, well, I'm not using our resources. It's my phone. Do you know who I am, he says. The officer says the, um, he doesn't. You're not going to conduct yourself like that in front of my neighbours, the councillor says. Apologise to him. He says nothing, motion to the camera holding it. Um, you're not going to conduct yourself like that in front of my neighbours. Uh, my people live here. Please treat them with respect. There's kids that need to go to school. There's people that are working and you choose our taxpayer dollars to dis- disrespect the man with your music. That's childish. <laughs> <laughs> Get stuck so, yeah, so, they, um, they gave him a, yeah. But apparently, um, I mean, it's been happening for a, for a long time. Yep. Um, <clears throat> but finally that they've got their comeuppance on it like it just meant and the dumb part is it doesn't work you just edit out every time there's a silent gap you just edit the audio so that there's no music there so it it doesn't work anyway but um (laughs) yeah apparently i was reading another article this cop has gone back for retraining oh (laughs) it just means we're going to do exactly the same thing again we're just not going to get caught next time paid holiday (laughs) So, but yeah, it's, it's kind of, um, this, this, I guess my point is this highlights the problem with YouTube. YouTube's so hell-bent on three seconds of copyrighted audio that they don't, like, they don't bother about the overall picture of the, you know, the overall picture of the video. Yeah. Um, and why would it matter? Like, <laughs> this is my, like, yes, okay, technically it's copyrighted. Yeah. But who cares? I'm not using it as the source of income. No. Which is the whole point of copyright. You can't use it as for commercial purposes. Yeah. 
you're not using the music as for commercial purposes. The music just happens to be there, and you're doing another a video that just happens to have music in it. Yeah, the music's irrelevant. The video would work. The, see, the distinction is the video would work without the music. If it was specifically reliant upon the music, the video wouldn't work. Hmm. So it's very easy to tell whether or not the music's being used for commercial purposes. Yeah. But the dumb part is, the average Joe Blow who makes a mistake, they get a copyright strike because YouTube, and yet the people who are deliberately putting playlists out with copyrighted songs, and half the time it's got really dodgy lyrics attached to them, which aren't even the right lyrics, um, get away with it and on a monetized channel. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, well... How does that work? <laughs> how? how? How can I accidentally put 30 seconds of, or 20 seconds or 10 seconds of audio that has slipped in while I'm recording a video and I get in trouble, yet they've actually done an entire playlist with copyrighted songs and that's okay? Yeah. <laughs> that huh? makes sense. <laughs> so, yeah. After launching as IMDb Freedive back in 2019, IMDb TV quickly faded into the background of the ongoing streaming wars that prevented parent company Amazon had already established a respectable foothold in. While that initial rebrand never quite managed to put the fledgling platform and its content on the map, Amazon's just announced its plan to reintroduce the streaming yet again under new branding ahead of a massive content push. Going forward, IMDb TV will be known as Amazon Freevee, a name meant to emphasise that the ad-supported platform is free to viewers. In a press release detailing its vision for Freevee's future, director Ashraf Alkami framed the service as a supplemental platform meant to appeal to consumers interested in watching premium series and films with significantly fewer commercial interruptions. Customers are increasingly shifting to streaming ad-supported premium content and we have developed Freevee to deliver them highly sought content with half the commercials of a traditional TV. Our new name clearly communicates who we are, an easy-to-navigate streaming service available to users for free whenever and wherever they choose to watch some of the greatest original and licensed content available. Though Freevee will feature a certain amount of licensed content, the stream is banking on its original programming like Bosch Legacy and a scripted adaptation of Tegan and Sarah's high school memoir from Clee Duval. While Freevee plans to grow its slate of original programming by 70% by the end of the year, what's going to ultimately determine the platform's success is whether people end up watching it. It's certainly possible that the third time will be the charm for Amazon Freevee, but this, at this mature and intense stage of larger streaming game, a wealth of content doesn't necessarily ensure success. I think Disney or someone was looking into doing that too. Were they shoving doing an ad or Hulu? I know Hulu, I think. I think they've all tried it, thought about it at some point. Yeah. Um, Popcorn TV went away. Is it just me, or did anybody else completely unaware that IMDb had a streaming service? I'd vaguely heard of it. <laughs> Not much, though. I mean, I might have heard it in passing at some point, but, yeah. like, I, I'd never been there. I'd, it's not something I've ever known them to have. And I've been to IMDb a million times. It's not like I've never been there before. Yeah, same. Yep. Um, it's, I just have never seen it anywhere on their website. Like, you would think that it would be something that would come up when you go there to look at a movie, but... No. Like, you click on preview or trailer, and it takes you to YouTube. It doesn't... 
Like, if you had a streaming service that had the movie, wouldn't you have the trailer to the movie on the same streaming service? <laughs> you might have half a chance of keeping people there. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why it doesn't work, because people doesn't know it. <laughs> I don't know. It's bizarre. But um, we'll see if this makes it any better, I suppose. Probably not. <laughs> not with it. I mean, no. Amazon have got a pretty decent track record. Yep. So, they might do something useful with it. I don't know. Um, time will tell, I guess. Yeah. That's it for me this week. How about you? Yeah, it really has been a... I mean, there's... Okay. I mean, how many Elon Musk stories do you want? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it, it's, Or do you want the story about the mega factory that has opened in Texas and instead of the one they opened in China last week? You know, yep. like... There's a literally like, then there's a SpaceX one that they just did, and then there's a new launch they're putting up, and there's a new base. They're someone just, suing know, Apple again, the, and hey, someone suing Apple again, and well, even even in the SpaceX, they've just enabled roaming on their um, yeah, on their internet now. That was a good video you showed me. Yeah, and you don't even need the roaming head; it works perfectly fine with the stationary one. Yeah. Um, you know, so now that roaming's enabled, it means that people can travel without having to update their address all the time. Yeah. Um, but they do an actual proper tracking head that tracks the satellites properly as well, but this guy was just using a flat, just a normal Stuck flat on the roof of his car. You know? Yeah, and it worked perfectly fine. <laughs> He's getting 200 meg down. Yeah. Travelling, yeah. how fast was he going? 80 mile an hour. 80 mile an hour. <laughs> 100, 120-odd k's, 130 yeah. k's. It's, it's not... not too bad. I mean, you can't even travel 130 k's here. Let- no, that's what I was thinking when I was watching the video. <laughs> let alone get 100, 200 megasecond while doing it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, but there's just so many. Oh, there is one thing I'll I'll mention just quickly. Uh, speaking of sort of rural and remote um, internet, um, a friend of mine sent me a photo, and I didn't know these were a, a thing, but they're traveling out west at the moment, and um, they actually have these. Just randomly, as you're driving down the highway in the middle of nowhere, there's this round circle, and there's a red pole in front of it. And they'd seen three or four of them. They're like, "Okay, what, what's going on?" So they actually pulled over and stopped, and um, and had a look at it. And there's a sign on it saying that these were mobile phone boosters. Oh. they're a parabolic, a parabolic panel pointed towards the tower that's you know a hundred k's away. Yep. And where the phone sits, right on top of the metal pole. It's the reflecting signal coming from a tower. Huh. You might only get, you know, two bars, which might not be enough to make a phone call, but it might be enough to send a text message. Yep. Um, but at least you get some sort of signal in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. So they're all popping up all over Australia now. They're in the, out in the, across the Nullarbor and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So the theory is that I think they put them every 10Ks or something um, where they can. Like, obviously, still, it's not going to be super... Um, you know, you're not going to have amazing coverage. But not like Starlink. <laughs> no. But the fact that you can get two bars of signal, which is, or even one bar of signal really is enough to send a text message and receive a text message. Yeah. Um, the fact that you can get that literally in the middle of nowhere, um, it's not like you're going to be watching HD YouTube clips or anything, but, <laughs> you know, especially in an emergency or if you just want to tell someone where you are or, you know, yep. you break down and need help, it's a great idea. That's good. So, thanks for listening to the Aussie Tech Head Show. We can be found at Facebook, Twitter, 
and YouTube, email us Wheeler Warlock at AussieTechHeads.com.au and go to AussieTechRadio.com 24-7 playback of tech-related shows. See you next time. Bye. Bye.